It's another episode of the Ranting Cast. I'm your host, Frank R. Curry. And as the Sabres play their second to last preseason game up 3-0 on the Carolina Hurricanes, I have Matthew Zader joining the show. Matthew, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk some hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so preseason coming down is uh, winding down. Um, you know, you're someone who you write for the hockey writers, uh, and you you mostly cover the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So uh, just so before we really get into go- talking about prospects, uh, which is something that we're, all, we're also we're going to focus on in this show, uh, talk about your work at the hockey writers and uh, and your, your other stuff too. Well, I'm I'm pretty busy at the hockey writers now because uh, I'm assistant managing editor, so I'm basically like third in command of the website. So um, along with my writing, I, I manage a lot of the stuff uh, on the website itself as well. So, but yeah, mostly focus on the Canucks and uh, prospects, which I, I love covering prospects. That's uh, one of my passions. So Canucks prospects also host uh, Prospect Corner at the hockey writers as, as well, a uh, YouTube uh, podcast as well too. So. Um, lots of stuff, uh, really busy right now and just excited to get, uh, hockey going and we can start talking about prospects playing rather than just, uh, projections and stuff like that. And then, and then the 2023 draft too, which is really exciting to cover this year too. Yeah. The, the 2023 drafts are going to be a huge talking point this year. I mean, with the guy, with the guy who we, we all expect to go number one, Connor Bedard, and then you have, um, might have Meech Goff, the top, the Russian yeah. uh, in the KHL, expected to be number two. And then you have Adam Pantilli, who's expected to be number three. I mean, you've got a loaded top three right now for that draft, but it, it's still way, it's still way too early to even talk, no. be talking about <laughs> these because the only, the only talking part right now is going to be those three guys, really. And that, but then the rest of the class is expected to be really good too. Yeah. So there, it's really just a matter of, you know, who drops off, who, who, who rises, I guess. Uh, but we got plenty of time to be looking at that. The prospects we're going to be talking about today are ones that are on teams already. You know, yeah. we're going to look a lot into the prospect rankings. Um, you know, I, I pulled up a hockey writers uh, article and they have and they have the Buffalo Sabres ranked as the number one prospect pool in the NHL. So uh, let's go right into it. Uh, what do you think? How, how do you think this this came to be? I mean, last year they were, according to this uh, article, they were ranked five. Now they they draft Savoy, Oslin, and Coolidge, and now all of a sudden they're at number one. Okay. Uh, and you look at other teams. I mean, the Rangers were, were ranked as number one last year, and they've dropped. Uh, if I have like scroll to it. Uh, they're outside the top 10 or no, they're right. Or they're, yeah, they're outside the top. Oh no, the, sorry. It was the Kings. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. <laughs> it was the Kings for a number one, the Rangers. Uh, I didn't see where they were, but the Kings are one. Then they're at 10 now. Yeah. Um, and that was main, mainly because Quentin Byfield is expected to be a full-time NHLer now this season. Uh, so like what, what went into the rankings? Well, I mean the Sabres, I think it's just the amount of, quality that they added in this past draft i mean you're looking at guys like uh you know yuri kulik and matt savoy in just together from the first round is is massive to get where where they got kulik as there and and getting savoy is just going to be a top line i don't know if he's going to play center in the nhl but uh he's going to be a top six uh elite forward and pretty soon here i think he'll probably make it to the nhl maybe next year uh so i mean and Kulik, I think, is ready. I think Kulik's ready this year, honestly. 
But I don't think just the Sabres are so loaded with young guys. I don't think they're going to have him playing. I mean, yeah. that, this takes the testament of their prospect pool right now. Yeah. Uh, well, they the Sabres just trimmed their roster down uh, the other day. And Savoy was sent back to Winnipeg. Kulik was sent down to Rochester. So you've yeah. got him. You've got... Um, Alex Kisikov too in Rochester, Isaac Rosine's there. Yeah. Uh, and then we're still seeing if JJ Paterka makes the roster too. Um, you know, he hasn't really stood out in the preseason so far from what, I, what I've seen. Uh, so there's still a possibility he might go down to Rochester as well, but he would be the first forward call up, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the loaded prospect pool, and then obviously they drafted Owen Power last year. You got, I mentioned Paterka, and then Jack Quinn, who was AHL Rookie of the Year last season, and he's got a roster spot now this year, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely, I mean, they, they, Sabres, the last three draft, draft years have loaded this prospect pool up. I mean, and you're not, and we're just talking about the top guys. There's still other guys too. Yeah. It's like, I think one sleeper pick that, they took this pass that was Matt's Lingren. Uh, oh, geez, what? Yeah, what a what a pick that was. I don't know why he dropped so far, um, but yeah, it, that that's going to be a heck of a pick in the next uh, five years when you're looking back on this draft for sure. Defend defenseman, he was uh, assigned. He was sent to his junior team, uh, and then they even took Victor Nuchev. But they even they been mm. taking Russians the last couple years too, and they took Nuchev in the third round last yeah. season, and he scored fifty goals. Uh, in Russia la last year, so another pre potential premium goal scorer that that they picked up, and I, you know, it's really exciting now as a Sabres fan to see they got a lot of young yeah. guys who could who could make a jump, you know, within the next couple of years. Yeah, and they even mentioned Noah Oslin too, who yep. was drafted this past draft, and he's he's a heck of a player as well. So I mean. There's three guys that that just boost your prospect pool like crazy, and then you got Jack Quinn as well, who ripped up the AHL last year. I mean, he's close to being NHL ready. So I mean, there's a lot of talent on this Sabres team, and then we haven't even talked about uh, the goaltending that they've got uh, coming oh, up yeah. as well, and Devin Levi, who I just love that guy. So I mean, he's going to be a heck of a goaltender. And they got him in that uh, in the Reinhardt trade. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah the right yeah reinhardt trade and then you still have portillo we'll see if he signs same thing with ryan johnson see if he signs uh and then they draft uh topias lennon in the second round yeah. uh, in this past draft too so i mean and uh, along with uh upl who's going to be the who likely is going to be the starter in rochester i mean they got four young goalies too so plenty of options and you just they're diversifying their depth in many different ways. And they're really, it's a matter of they're getting so many different guys and guys that they like guys with high upside. And you're just hoping a couple of them stick. And if they yeah. get a couple of them to stick, I mean, guys, this team's going to be really good, really fast. And they're already showing, they're already starting to show it. I mean, they're up three, nothing Carolina, Carolina's B team right now. And this is primarily, this is primarily what we think the roster is going to look like. Um, but they've been looking really good all preseason yeah. long. The hype, I think the hype is there, and I think the hype is warranted, at least here in Buffalo. And I think the rest of the NHL is going to see, like, maybe this Sabres team is uh, a lot better than we were kind of thinking. I mean, 
you get some improvement out of guy out of like cousins if he you know yeah. if he, he needs to he needs to finish a lot better i think but he's starting to show it yeah. uh krebs too same thing casey middles that same thing um but these are still young guys who have upside and uh went with what they have on defense and darlene samuelson and power leading the way mm-hmm. i mean i i real and Comrie's going to be the starter and starter and goal which i still love that pickup um I still think that this team is gonna is gonna make noise this year. Will they make the playoffs? That's yet to be determined because the Atlantic Division. Uh, we're gonna go over the Atlantic pro- uh, prospects too. I want to focus on the division a lot more just because you know that's gonna be the main competition mm-hmm. for the Sabers yeah. this year. Uh, but the Atlantic Division is gonna be tough, really tough. Might be the best division in hockey this year. Next to the well, I mean the Metro is pretty tough too. So I mean. Yeah, but Atlantic does have quite a few uh, tough teams to get through as well. But yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, uh, especially with the prospects coming up too. It's There's a lot of strength. Uh, maybe not this year, but definitely in the next few years. Yeah, see, I'm not as high on the Metro division. I think I think that division's more top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you look at you look at the bottom of the division. That's likely going to be, you know, uh Philly and New Jersey. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if New Jersey's ready to take another step, but it really comes down to their goaltending. Um, you know, Vanacek and Blackwood, we'll see. Um, but they have the defense. They have the defense, and that's a good start, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then you have, you know, I think they have like some middling teams too, like Columbus. I mean, they signed Johnny Gaudreau in the offseason, but I think they're a year away from really, you know, competing. Um, and then the Islanders, I just don't know about them. They have the goaltender and Sorokin. I think he's a Vesna candidate this year personally, but then they got Barzell resigned today to a huge contract, which is good. Yeah. Very good. They needed, they needed to do that, but I'm just not so sure about the rest of the roster. They're still very well rounded and they should be still good defensively, but we just don't know. That's my yeah. problem is we just really don't know. And then, we don't know what the change in the head coaches is really going to do. I mean, even if it's, you know, system, even if the system's still the same, it's the how you respond to the coach really that I look at. Yeah. Um, and then I think the Ra- I know I think the Rangers will make the playoffs this year, but I don't know if they're going to be as good as what last season was. Cause that was most of that was all because of Shashirkin. Yeah. And, you know, having an amazing season. And if he regresses in any way, that team just by proxy is going to be worse. So you hope that, you know, the additions, the addition of Trocek to round out that center core and maybe Lafreniere and Kako take a step forward and Hedl too. Um, even the guys on defense who, who get better, uh, like Keandre Miller and Braden Schneider, if they get better too, like maybe that'll make up for it. But you can't assume it right now. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, Pittsburgh, teams like Pittsburgh and Washington are going to fall off at some point. You just don't know. I think I think that's still another year. That's why I think like Columbus is a year away because they can overtake those two those kind of teams. That's true. Yeah, there there's a lot of uh, it is pretty top heavy. But uh, to make the playoffs out of that division, I think it's gonna be really tough. But overall, yeah, I get I get where you're coming from. There there is a lot of uh, unknowns, a lot of question marks in that division for sure. Based off of right now, I'm thinking four teams come out of each of come out of both of those divisions. Just what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Boston's still gonna find a way to sneak in yeah. just because of the experience they have. Uh, but right now, right now I'm thinking Carolina wins that division. I still think the, and I still think the Rangers, Penguins and Capitals all make the playoffs too. I think the Islanders will be 
right there till the end as well. That's kind of that's kind of my thought. So we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll dive into the prospect pools for all the teams in the Atlantic Division. We'll talk a, and we'll talk a little bit more on maybe we even will talk a little more on the Western Conference too. You know, we got. You know, I, I think that I think that conference is going to be very interesting this mm. year with with uh, everything that's going on, Colorado being the defending champs and everything. So we will be right back. Tonight's show is brought to you by John and Mary's, a Buffalo tradition for pizza, subs, and wings since 1952. From hoagies, subs, and wraps to traditional pizza and wings, John and Mary's menu is packed with old-time flavors and a few modern twists on classic recipes. You could cool down with Perry's ice cream or warm up with a cup of homemade soup. If you're not in the mood for pizza or wings, we have plenty of other options. Seafood platters, burritos, fresh salads, and more. There is something fresh and delicious for everyone at your table. Catering, online ordering, and delivery options available. All right, back at it again on the Ranting Cast. Frank Curry, Matthew Zader with me. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, Atlantic prospect pools. So I'm going to just pull up a list of the teams really quick. I'm, I'm using cap friendly right now just so I can see the teams. And well, let's just start in order. You know, we talked a little bit about Buffalo. So let, let's start. Let's go with the Bruins. Then uh, what, mm-hmm. what do you like about the Bruins prospect pools? And uh, what do you dislike? Well, I, I mean, the Bruins, I think is they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot in their pool. I think they've kind of, there's a lot of what ifs. I know Fabian mm-hmm. Lysel is their top prospect, obviously. Yes. I mean, he's, He's such a good player. I mean, I watched him. Vancouver Giants is basically just in my backyard here. And yeah, uh, he is such a skilled player. And, you know, Boston's going to have him. I don't know when he's going to become a full-time NHLer, but when he does get there, he's going to be a top six forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, other than him, I'm not really sure of uh, any of the re- rest of their guys. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, like I say, what ifs uh, and hit or miss maybe. And they're still banking on Jacks, Jackson Nika to do something. And yep. he really hasn't done much yet. Uh, he's getting to that point where you're starting to have to think, well, is he a bust prospect now? So, I mean, uh, Boston's pool isn't – I'm not really excited about any of their players in there except for Fabian Lysel, honestly. So you, you, Fabian Lysel's not going to make the Bruins this season then? I I don't know. I, I've, I haven't heard a lot of him in preseason him being that good, but – um, I think he's still a, a year or two away uh, from being a full-time guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's, uh, you know, he plays at some point in the in this season. But I don't think he makes the roster at least um, this year. Okay, I'm just gonna take. From what I, we got we got the Bruins ranked 29th in the prospect pool yeah. this year. Yeah, for for good reason too. I you know. Um, so if I so if I stick with I'm gonna stick with this article really quick. So it has Pittsburgh 32, Colorado 31, Islanders 30, Bruins 29, 28. We'll talk is the next Atlantic team we'll talk about. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, they're in it to win it every year. There's not nothing really they have that you need to talk about with them. Um, they're trading prospects typically to get veterans to help them win a cup right now. Um, but you know they they still got some, they still got some interesting guys. Uh, we know who do you like out of the Tampa prospect pool? Well, there's a couple guys I like in their pool, and they're they're so good at drafting these low you know later round picks that end up being good. I mean, you know, over their history, they've had quite a few um, either late round picks or undrafted. So uh, guys like Dylan Duke, uh, Isaac Howard was a heck of a pick in the first round and towards the end of the first round there. 
Um, he doesn't just have skill. He's got personality, like you said, saw at the draft there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be a heck of a player in the, in the NHL at some point. And Dylan Duke was drafted in the fourth round, and he was – he was supposed to be in the second round and a lot of the rankings, but he dropped uh, quite a bit. So mostly because of his size, I mentioned him on prospect corner the other day as being an underrated prospect. And he definitely is because he's just sat, such a skilled player. But like I say, his size may work against him, but as you can see with Tampa Bay, they don't seem to care about that. I mean, size hasn't been an issue. Tyler Johnson was a heck of a player for them for a long time, really undersized, but really good. Uh, Martin San Louis, another one. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke isn't as small as them. He's five foot ten, mm-hmm. but he's still got a lot of skill. And for a guy that he only scored ten goals um, this past season with uh, Michigan, but you know, on a stacked team, I mean, the University of Michigan has so many good, like first round picks on their team. So you can't really expect them to really blow the roof off. But ten goals is still a decent season for uh, a freshman year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's as I said, Tampa's in it to win it. So, but they're going to have to start looking at, you know, drafting a lot better and draft and getting guy, getting these young guys and keeping them as well. I mean, another young guy they have is Kel foot and he's going to have a permanent spot on the roster this year too. So, you know, they're definitely looking at him, at him as a guy who they want to see step up as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So next team on this list, they're number 25 in this hockey writers article that's the florida panthers a team that won the president's trophy last season was swept by tampa in the second round and then went out and made the biggest trade of the offseason acquiring matthew kachuk from the calgary flames um their top prospect i think is mackie uh samuskevich what do you think yeah yeah samuskevich i would say is their top prospect dennis senko is an interesting one mm-hmm. um he just seems can't seem to get it together but He's still, if he can make it to the end, you know, over North America here and do some stuff, I think he's good. But at this point, I think Sam Miskevich is probably the top prospect. Um, another guy I really like from this pool is Evan Naus. Uh, very uh, underrated defender. I know uh, Peter, who wrote this article, he's the head of the draft and coverage over at Hockey Writers here. And he really liked him in the draft uh, during that draft year. And I really liked him too. I, I was hoping that he would get to a point where the Canucks could draft him because mm-hmm. uh, he's just such a solid two-way guy. And Florida's got a couple of those guys. Casper Puccio, who had a heck of a World Juniors um, this past one. And I think he's going to be a really good defenseman in the NHL as well. So, you know, they may be in it again, another team that's in it to win it right now. But mm-hmm. they got some underrated prospects coming up, especially on the defensive side. Justin Surtiff is another um, not defense, but uh, another forward that I really like as well. So they got some really good underrated guys on their team. Yeah, and they still got some young guys on the roster right now. I mean, they just re-signed Spencer Knight to a contract. Uh, he's still expected to be their goalie of the future after, you know, whenever Bobrovsky either hangs it up or, or gets traded or something. And then the guy who I love so much, who I wanted the Sabres to draft when, when he was drafted, was Anton Lundell. Um, yeah, you know, this guy's like primed that. to be the second line center behind Barkov for the next uh, few years. Uh, he'd be a, he'd be a top center prospect on most other teams. Oh, Anton Lundell. I mean, there's another guy that flew kind of flew under the radar last season as a Calder guy. I had him mm-hmm. in, um, I had him, I think at third in the Calder rankings. Uh, Cause I wrote a tracker all throughout last season and uh, he was flirting with the number two spot at times. And 
he's just such a good two-way player. I mean, they already have Barkov on the team, and they're getting this guy now. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just he may even be better than Barkov in his prime. I mean, he's just so good. And uh, I was hoping. I mean, I don't think the Canucks were able to get him, but yeah, well, what a pick that Florida got to when they got him in the first round for sure, too. Yeah, he's a guy who I was following right from the get-go. Um, you know, I, I, you know, and for something for me is I'm big on fantasy sports. So yeah. obviously, football and hockey are my two. So I'm looking, you know, and with doing, especially doing di- a dynasty hockey league, you know, getting a guy, I get, I'm able to get a guy like Anton Lundell in my, you know, right, you know, as he's after he's drafted and signed. Yeah. And, just being able to wait on him and being able to do that with like a lot of other young guys as well. And it's fun. It's fun to just watch these prospects develop. Um, so when I scroll down, I'm going to go, go find the next Atlantic team. Uh, let's see here. Not, Rangers are at 19. That's where they were. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs are at 16 on this list. Uh, fifth, they were at 15th last year. Um, they're interesting because, they got they got a few guys who a couple of guys who graduated. Um, you know, Timothy Lilligren and Rasmus Sandin are the two that come to mind. Rat Sandin finally signed a contract too. You know, twenty two yeah. and twenty three years old. Um, their core, their top core is still young. Matthews is twenty five. Marner's twenty five. Nealander's twenty six. So they're right in their prime ages right now. Um, Bunting is now not a rookie anymore <laughs> at <Yeah>. 27. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, Nick Nick Robertson is still an interesting prospect to me. Nick Abrazzese as well. Um, Rodan Omirov, uh, he, yeah. was, he was the one who had to do, who I think dealt with, uh, what was that? Um, he was uh, with cancer, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. So, and he's, uh, but he's still, I think he's still got a bright future. Oh, yeah. Um, what do we make of the Leafs prospect pool? You know, really after, after those guys. Yeah. They're, like I said, they're another one that's interesting uh, to me, like you said. And they've got a lot of guys that, like Robertson, like you mentioned, it looks like he may be breaking through this year. He's very good mm-hmm. in preseason. Um, hopefully, can kind of bring that into the regular season and be consistently good. But, um, yeah, Mirov, I really like. Roni Hirvonen is is really good too. And you know, in the World Juniors, he really came alive and was one of their top players. So I think he could end up being that really good middle six guy, uh, centerman. Um, but again, you're not sure if he can if he'll play center in the NHL. Uh, Matthew Nyes, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, we've talked you know talked a lot about him on Prospect Corner as um, potentially making the mar- making his mark soon. Um, Topi Niemela, I mean, he was a later round pick and he's ending up being one of their top defense prospects now. So, um, a lot of guys that you're kind of hoping will hit and we'll see if they do, but, uh, a lot of interesting names on the list. Fraser Minton was who they just drafted is a really, uh, intriguing prospect. Um, follow him quite a bit down, mm-hmm. you know, in BC here, he plays in Kamloops. So. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, Minton is another guy that I think is going to end up being a really solid, maybe top six player and being that really gritty two-way um, guy that's really hard to play against. So um, watch out for the Leafs prospects. It's interesting because they've been such a good team over the years, but they do got some prospects that could end up being pretty good. Does Matthew Nye sign it after uh, Minnesota season? 
I think he will. I mean, it's kind of a, it's always hard to, to, you know, gauge if to they predict will it. Sign, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it's going to be one of those things that he's like, well, I want to go to free agency, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I guess I'm more thinking of are the, do the Leafs like really, are they going to really try to push to sign him? Oh yeah. Um, you know, when Michigan or not Michigan, Minnesota season's over, I guess it would also would depend on when their season ends. I yeah. Mean, Minnesota could be a really good team th- this year. I mean, right, I mean, we talk about Ryan Johnson a lot. He's gonna he's gonna be there, obviously. And then, um, I expect I think Minnesota's prime to have another have another good year. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe if they make the uh, Frozen Four, or maybe make the national championship as well. Um, so let's go to the next team on the list. They're 14th in this hockey writers article. The Ottawa Senators, who made a lot of big moves in the offseason, signing Claude Giroux, trading for Cam Talbot, trading for Alex Debrinkat. Um, their top prospect right now, I think is Jake Sanderson. And he's, he's going to make this, he's going to be on the senators this year, but you know, one prospect who comes to mind, who I think is getting underlooked because he was injured for pretty much all of last season is Shane Pinto. You know, what do you, what do you think about Pinto? You think he has a, think he rebounds this year, whether it's in Ottawa, whether it's in the AHL. I think so. I mean, I really liked his his game. He did play quite a, a little bit in the NHL, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good. Um, I don't know if he makes, you know, he plays in the NHL consistently this year uh, because they, of all the additions that they made. There's not a lot of room <laughs> for yeah. prospects to kind of break, you know, break through. I mean, Ridley, Greg, maybe. I mean, he's more of that uh, could be a third, fourth line guy. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I really like Pinto's potential, but I'm not sure when that's going to be. It depends on how, um, you know, how fast it kind of, they figure the veterans will stay, but we'll see. Yeah. And you still got Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, who are 23 to that they traded for who's 24. Jake yeah. Matheson's 24. Um, they still have to sign Alex Formanton, who's 23. Um, you know, we'll see if he even signs and then Pinto's 21. Then Stutzla is only 20 still. Yeah, lots of young guys. Still, lots yeah. of, yeah, lots, lots of young guys. And then Shabbat's still only 25. Um, yeah. you know, he's still relatively young. One prospect that still comes to mind who I'm just not so sure on is Eric Branstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, 23 right now. He was the big prospect in the Mark Stone trade, training Stone to Vegas. Um, do you think he takes a step forward this year or do you think Ottawa it's just at some point just cuts him loose and let, and gives him a fresh start on another team? Well, I think he's got to have a really good season this year because he is on kind of that short leash, I think on when, you know, his potential is so high and he mm-hmm. hasn't really hit it yet. I mean, he's really young and it, it's funny how we kind of look at these prospects and we're like, when they get up to that 23, 24, if they're not hitting, you're like, okay, there's something wrong. But really, they're still really young. They still have quite a few years yeah. before they hit that prime years of like 25 to 28, right? But I think in Ottawa, because of so many other prospects kind of pushing um, pushing him, I think he's got to have a really good season this year. Kind of look like he's going to be maybe not hitting his potential yet, but kind of pushing there because mm-hmm. – you know, on a team that has so many prospects, maybe not as much on the defense side, I think he he does need to do something this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that worries me about prospects, it's like even the more games they play, even when they're young, the more you kind of figure out, okay, maybe this is just who they are, especially if they keep yeah. making the same mistakes over and over again. You know, that was the one thing that plagued the Sabres for years with Rasmus Ristolainen. 
You know, they yeah. kept pushing him as that number one defenseman, top pairing guy, playing him 25 minutes a night. But he keeps making the same mistakes over and over again in all those minutes. And they kept losing games. And you're wondering, OK, is he going to get better or is he this just who he is? Yeah. And we're starting to we're starting to see that now. Now this year with uh, Henry Yuki Haru, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's becoming Bristol light in a way uh, amongst <laughs> us. Sabre, if you talk to Sabres fans on Twitter, I mean, that's that's what they'll say about Yuki Haru. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, you know, in Ottawa, obviously they'd have Tyler Boucher too. They drafted really high uh, year a year ago, um, and then Jacob Bernard Doc- Docker on defense too, right shot D, uh, twenty two years old, and you know he's a guy who I wonder is if he's ever going to push for a roster spot too. You know, he might, yeah. he could be a other a reason that Branchum gets pushed down to the AHL or gets traded. Yeah, that they, they have got a few, I think, defense prospects that are going to have to start doing something soon. Um, you know, especially Jake Sanderson kind of looks like he's the real deal now. I mean, preseason's preseason. We'll see what he does yeah. in the regular season. But uh, he looks like he's ready. So he's going to take a spot. Um, if he pl- plays Brandstrom, what what happens, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just – he'll get pushed down even further. So um, it's going to be interesting yeah. to watch how that all plays out. De- definitely. I think, I, I think Ottawa needs that too. They need, uh, they need these guys to start pushing up because I'm real suspect on their defense going yeah, into the season. Yeah. Obviously I'd like Sanderson as a prospect, love Shabbat. I think Artem Zub's really good too. Um, but after that, I mean, I'm not really that, I don't really trust, you know, Zaitsev, Travis Hamannick or Nick Holden really, no, um, you know, no. <laughs> decent guys, but I mean, they're not guys you want to play in, you know, 25 to 20 minutes a night, really. And now they just lost Talbot for multiple weeks. So they got a, yeah. so Anton Forsberg is going to be the starter, you know, for the first uh, few weeks of the season. So they're really going to need their defense to step up. I mean, I'm not sure Forsberg's going to have a similar year that he had last season as well. So, yeah. We'll go down the list now. Uh, we go into the top 10. We've still got a couple more teams that we got to talk about. And we'll talk about the team that had the number one prospect or the number one pick in the last season's draft, taking Yuri Slavkovsky and the Montreal Canadiens. We'll talk about Montreal. We'll talk about Detroit. And then we'll take a we'll take our last break. And then I got a little fun question that we'll, we'll have coming out of that. But Montreal takes Slavkovsky. Uh, they take Philip Mesar later in the draft, too. Um, you know, besides those, besides those two, I, I think Slavkowski is going to be really good oh, yeah. in the NHL. He he already look, looks good in the preseason. I think Mesar is going to be good too. He'll he'll need a year or two to develop, I I think. But I think they're both going to be just fine for mm. Montreal. Uh, what what other prospects do you like for the Canadians? Well, one guy I I love that they drafted was Lane Hudson. I mean. Geez, uh, th- this guy was, uh, you know, again, undersized, but he's he's just so skilled. I mean, he, he just bleeds that modern-day defenseman that you want. A uh, guy that can move the puck, guy that's creative. Uh, you know, first pass is amazing. Um, great offensive instincts. And, you know, in Vancouver, we, we got Quinn Hughes here. And, mm-hmm. again, Lane Hudson is that type of defenseman. Again, smaller, but, uh, you know, he has the potential to grow. Uh, into, you know, maybe 5'10", you know. So I think they got a heck of a a guy down, you know, towards the end of the second round, which I was so surprised he almost dropped into the third. Um, But I love Lane Hudson. If anyone's been watching anything that I've said, you know, on Prospect Corner, do you know this? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, Hudson's a heck of a guy uh, prospect-wise, and we'll see what he can do. Uh, Owen Beck has looked really good in preseason. That He just signed a contract. 
um, entry level. So you can watch him. He's another guy that I'm I'm really excited about for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, overall, they've got such a good pool of, of guys right now to, to draw from. Sean Farrell, Joshua Waugh. I mean, yeah, Farrell is a guy that keeps getting – I think he's overlooked a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he blew up the Chicago Steel – um, in his draft year, and then he's over to the, to the college level, and he's uh, ripping it up there too. Um, you know, when he makes it to the NHL, he's going to be a heck of a playmaker for a sniper, you know, like Cole Caulfield or something like mm-hmm. that. So they've got a lot of guys, and I even mentioned like guys like Caden Gooley and uh, mm-hmm. you know some of their defense prospects. So you know, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, apart from maybe goaltending, uh, you've got some good guys coming in all the positions. So if a guy like Caden Primo can maybe um, you know, take over for Carey Price, uh, they're going to be fine for a while. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of interesting young guys too. And, you know, you mentioned Kenny Gooley, and then there's also Justin Barron, yeah. who they got in the, from Colorado in the Lekkonen trade. Um, and then uh, Jordan Harris, who's 22 years old. Uh, you know, just, yeah, a lot of a lot of young guys. Yeah, to go to compliment uh, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, yeah. who's still only 23. Um, they trade for Kirby Doc too, and, you know, we'll see what happens with him, um, but he's also still 21. So I don't really see any reason to think that, you know, maybe there's still something there for him as well. Yeah. Um, next team we'll talk about is the, I believe the last team on this list, the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. They are the last team on this list. Um, obviously, Mort Sider is awesome. Yeah. That's the first thing. <laughs> he's amazing. Love him. Lucas Raymond top line winger for years to come yeah. definite definitely um they took marco casper ahead of the sabers i you know i thought that they, they would take savoy personally yeah. really did think that think that but they took casper savoy falls to the sabers um simone at Ad, uh, edvinson's another interesting young defenseman that they have uh and then a really interesting goalie prospect too in sebastian cosa yeah. so i know uh, detroit I feel like they've been they've drafted well recently. I'm just wondering, are there any other young guys besides those top ones that aren't being talked about that could make make an impact on this team? You know, within the next year or two. Well, if anyone's been watching Grindline, who's an, is another YouTube show on the Hockey Writers here, and Elmer Soderblom. I mean, if you watch some preseason games of this guy, he's six foot eight and he's a forward. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's massive and he's got hands and speed. I mean, he's a bit of a unicorn, but he mm-hmm. was drafted all the way down, I believe it was the sixth round, you know, way, way low. I'm not sure yeah. why. I mean, where he was drafted and what he can what it seems like his potential is, I'm not sure why he dropped so far. But Detroit's just so good at drafting. Again, talking about teams that are able to draft in the later rounds and get good picks. They can do it too. I mean, they've been getting some higher picks lately, but um, lots of uh, later picks that are still doing it. Um, yeah, so watch Soderbloom. I mean, if you watch any of the, there's one on Twitter that's a, you know, is a pretty good highlight reel goal if you wanted to check it out. Um, you know, he he's going to be. I, I project. I mean, I did a bold prediction on this. I said that he's going to score 25 goals this season. We'll see if that mm-hmm. happens. Seems like he's going to make the team, but he may be playing on the third and fourth line. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much he'll get. But, you know, just his size alone, I mean, what he can do, he's, yeah, we, there's not many players like that. 
in the NHL right now. His size alone just, yeah. make, you know, just <laughs> makes him a presence and make, makes you notice him already. Yeah, that that's definitely interesting. If he makes if he makes the Red Wings and plays in a bottom six role, I mean, that's gonna that'll definitely be really really cool to see. That'll yeah. that'll definitely <laughs> help them out. Um, I guess the one I guess the one thing that concerns me with Detroit is. is Obviously, Steve, I, we know Steve Eiserman's a great drafter. We know, you know, look at what he did with Tampa. Um, yeah. I guess it's just a matter of waiting to see if there's anybody else who takes that step who maybe we don't know about. Or, you know, is that still another year away for, from that for them? Yeah. Um, you know, we they have their top guys. And then, yes, Otterbone's like one of those high uh, one of those uh, risers that they have. But I just wonder if there's anybody else who. Yeah who could take that next step. Um, I guess the one guy I'm look just, just by looking at cap friendly, looking at the uh, non roster right now, I'm thinking Joey Valeno is a guy, you know, he, I remember, I think he was supposed to be a bit higher rated yeah. uh, in his draft year. And he fell to the late first rounds. Um, I think it was, yeah, 2018, it was his draft year. So, you know, you wonder if he's a guy who can still take that step for, take another step forward. And yeah. he's shown it. Um, Last season, he had 10 points in 11 AHL games and then didn't really do much at the NHL level. But, you know, what can you do when you're, you know, 21 year old rookie? <laughs> he's um, a polarizing prospect in Detroit. He's, yeah. He's a guy that, you know, he flirts with that potential and then he kind of goes, and you're like, well, where to go? So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think he needs a bit more time. Again, he's, he's really young. So, I mean, Valeno's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Phillips Zadina is another one, not a prospect mm-hmm. anymore, but another young guy that, you know, it's been a bit polarizing, but he's looked good in the preseason. So what he, we'll see what he can do. But yeah, they've they've got some interesting. Like Jonathan Berggren's another one that uh, you know could end up being in the NHL at some point this year yep. and and make an impact. So uh, lots of underrated guys. Another one I want to shout out is Red Savage. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, not he may not be a high end guy, but he's going to be one of those guys that's going to you know win the key face off in the Stanley Cup final, or you know be that gritty third fourth line guy that seems to be you need in the nhl right now to win so um you know they've got some interesting guys but uh yeah it's just going to be on the top and you know high end lucas raymond's of the world mm-hmm. um to push him forward right now but yeah detroit has a lot of potential in their pipeline for sure all right we got to take our final break and when we come back uh let's do a little predictions we'll we'll you know i want to hear what you where you think the teams are going to finish this year uh we got our ad for Dinosaur Barbecue. We will be right back. Located in the heart of Buffalo's theater district, the Buffalo Dinosaur Barbecue occupies a former vault that stored movies for Universal International Pictures. Dinosaur Barbecue has been in Buffalo since 2014 and is located on 301 Franklin Street. Looking for a food stop after your day trip to Niagara Falls? Only 30 minutes away. Back at it with the final segment of the Ranty Cast. Frank Arcuri, Matthew Zader with me. We were talking a lot about the prospect pools for the Atlantic Division. Uh, we started with the Sabres. They had the best prospect pool, according to the hockey writers. We went through all the other teams. Now, let's do a little predictions. Have a little have a little fun to end this show. Um, as I When I said earlier, I had four teams coming out of the Atlantic, four teams coming out, coming out of the Metro 
this season. I got the I'm got my I got a list pulled up. So I have the Leafs winning the division this year. I think they I think it's their turn to do it. They're they're gonna get over that and have um win their first division title in a long time too. They have not won won the division in a while. I know that. Um I have the Panthers in second, Lightning in third, Bruins in fourth. They will all make the playoffs. I have the Sabres in fifth. Um I have Ottawa in six, Detroit seven, Montreal eight as my Atlantic. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Toronto winning division. I think they've got the strongest team. I, if their goaltending holds up, that's the biggest question mark, I think, with them. One, um, I think one thing I can I can argue with that is they were really good despite their goaltending last season. True, so I true, don't see true. any reason why they can't be <laughs> why they still can't be good this year. That's true. Uh, and Florida kind of really overachieved last season. It depends on how Matthew Kachuk fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can, I think they could potentially be there winning the division as well. But I think it's Toronto, Florida. Um, I think Tampa gets in there. I, I'm not really sure about Boston. I think Boston's going to drop off this season, especially if they can't, you know, survive the first few months without, you know, guys, you know, the top yeah. defensemen and um, Mar- Marchand, right? So, mm-hmm. If they can't survive that, I think they're really behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see Buffalo being that. You know, Buffalo is interesting. I, I think they, they could actually surprise a lot of people, like you said at the beginning of the show there. They, they've got an interesting team. I think Tage Thompson is one of the more underrated forwards in the NHL, and he already looks good. I saw the mm-hmm. goal he just scored in this preseason game today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I have him in, his, in my fantasy pool, so he better keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all, I we all want it to happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> At least score the 38 goals again. That, that, that'd, that'd be awesome. Great. That'd be awesome if you did. <laughs> um, so going into the Metro, I still have the Hurricanes, Penguins, Rangers, and Capitals making the playoffs in that order. So Carolina wins the division. They're, I think they're the best team in the Metro. Um, I have Islanders, Blue Jackets, Devils, Flyers rounding out five to eight. Um, Islanders, I, I like I said earlier, I don't know about them. But they're just such a wild, wild team to me. They're, I they have they have a lot of question marks, but they have a lot. They they could they could reclaim that magic from a couple of years ago too, and they could go on another run if they get in. I think Columbus is a year away, and then I think the Devils and Flyers have still got a lot of work to do on their rosters. Yeah, I, I think Carolina for sure. Uh, Rangers could sneak there too because it's just Sturkin alone. But uh, Carolina is going to be like if they had you know Pacioretty to start the season, that would have been better. But mm-hmm. uh, you know he he's gonna be out for a bit. But when he does get back, I mean they're just gonna, they're ready. They're still stacked. I mean they're still stacked, and I think adding Pacioretty was just a luxury for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, they were they're the already good before. I I look at them adding Pacioretty, and I, I think that's a trade deadline acquisition that they made in the offseason, essentially. Yeah, yeah, especially you know? when he's gonna come back. It's gonna be closer to that. They so. got him for nothing, so I don't. Yeah, so right. there's no downside. There's no downside to it. Yeah, um, I see. I see Carolina <laughs> winning it for sure. I I agree with the being the Islanders being that wild card. We'll see what happens. But um, Columbus, I think, is be the more interesting team if Goudreau can they are. come up. But their defense and goaltending, I'm still not confident. Their I, defense is. I I think their defense is a year away with having with Juracek, um Yeah, drafted high, and then they uh, had two defensemen that they drafted. Uh, I I think they're just. I think they're just a year away from really yeah. making noise uh and having Gaudreau and line a together and then sillinger and kent johnson too yeah. i love ken johnson um so just give give them a year and let them figure it out and i i think they'll be i think they'll be just fine so oh, yeah. going on to the western conference um the defending champs colorado 
I think they're going to win the central. Oh yeah. That's pretty easy. <laughs> I have the wild and blues two and three. Those are the only teams I have out of the central making the playoffs. Yeah, I see that. I, I don't see any of the, I mean, Dallas, if they don't get Robertson signed, they're oh, in trouble. They're, they're in, in total trouble. trouble. I mean, <laughs> and there's been rumors that the, and obviously we, we had heard that the Sabres, I called about Robertson, probably just yeah. to see what the asking price is and maybe see what kind of contract he's looking for too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much true interest the Sabres would have, but they have the prospects to oh, yeah. done if they really <laughs> think that they can make a run this year, this year, at least I, I don't, that would obviously have to be the case if they're going to, if they're thinking about this kind of move, but I actually have the stars finishing fit in the mm-hmm. central. I have Nashville Fort still. Um, they're still a good team, even you know, with the healthy UC Soros, but I don't see him getting in. I just don't think, uh, I think I think a team there's wow. going to be a team that falls out because another team's going to climb in this year. So and I think Nashville is that team that falls out. I have Winnipeg six, I have Arizona seven, and I have Chicago eight. Um, you know, I had a Chicago Chicago person on last week, Brooke. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I just think that they're completely tanking for Connor Bedard this year. Arizona, I. Th- think they're tanking too for bedard but i just think i just don't think they're gonna tank as hard as hard enough really <laughs> um that's kind of where i'm going at but if they trade jacob chicken then they might be the worst team in that division yeah yeah <laughs> happens. i mean realistically he's realistically um probably there is their best well clinton keller's pretty good but he's one guy he's one yeah, forward <laughs> he, he's, he is really good though he is really good um in the pacific i have the flames repeating as division champs even with losing uh Kachuk and Gaudreau, they get Huberdo, they get Uyghur. They're still a really good team. Oh, yeah. Well, still well-rounded. They signed Kadri in the offseason. Um, they they trade Monaghan to Montreal, and they still got uh, Elias Lindholm and Mikhail Backlund. So that center core in their top nine still really good. And Mangiapani yeah. as well. I, I think Calgary can repeat as division champs in that Pacific. Um, the team that I'm really high on this year is the team that you cover Vancouver. <laughs> I love I love him this year. I love Bruce Boudreau as a coach. Um I think Quinn I think Quinn Hughes is a dark horse Norris candidate personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um Besser being out really stinks, but they have but I, I think they're they're just a good well-rounded team with Elias Pedersen as well. Um yeah. I wonder if Puck Colson can take a step forward and so and a Hoglander too. Um and then Thatcher Demko is another guy who maybe he he's he gets into the Vesna conversation yeah, this year. Yeah, I I can see it. The thing is, and another guy I'm really excited about seeing the regular season is that Andre Kuzmenko. He's looked mm-hmm. really good in the preseason, albeit one game. He's only played one game so far. He has two goals and an assist <laughs> in that game. So um, looks to have a lot of chemistry with Pedersen. So if they can move that to the regular season and be like that all season, that's another um, addition. But the only question mark I have with the Canucks is their defense. And that, mm-hmm. That's just the biggest one. If they can't lock it down in front of Demko, they're going to be in trouble. I don't know. They may still – I think they're going to be in that playoff discussion towards the end, even if they don't in, you know, improve the defense. But um, they, I'd say their, the excitement around the Canucks this year is probably the biggest it's been in a while even though they haven't won the preseason, everyone's kind of freaking out on Twitter because of that, but yeah, it's preseason. Like <laughs> yeah, it's preseason. It does not matter. <laughs> um, I think, I think if Demko has a kind of a Vesna caliber kind of year, it really doesn't matter who you have on defense. And obviously True. they still have, OE, they still have OEL. Um, 
I wonder who who's going to be that top right defenseman on the right side. It might be Quinn Hughes. It just yeah, might be. Yeah, the way it's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, another young guy they have too, Travis Dermott, uh, coming from the Leafs last year. He's still interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they re-signed JT Miller. So that's really good. He had all, he was almost a hundred point player last season. Um, Connor yeah. Garland as well. They signed Ilya Mikheyev. Doesn't seem like his injury is going to be all that bad. It seems no, he's like skating. Um, I believe he's skating tomorrow. So we'll see. Um, that's good. So he may be back soon. He may be yeah. back by opening night. We'll see. So the team I have coming in third in the Pacific Edmonton, I mean, Nothing more you got to really say. Connor McDavid, yeah. Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. There you go. Um, they signed Jack Campbell, so hopefully he brings some stability to the goaltending position. Uh, and then they, I think Stuart Skinner is going to be the backup. So they got their young, young, probably young goalie of the future. Yeah. Uh, there is there too. So you never, you see what happens with him. Um, I think they come in third. I have the Kings coming in fourth. Um, they could push for that third as well. They're really, I think they're really good, uh, especially if they got most of their young guys playing uh, with by, a healthy byfield. Yeah. Um, Kaliev, uh, Gabe Velarde, see him finally really healthy and playing too is awesome. Um, they trade for Fiala. Uh, yeah. Sean Walker is healthy as well. Sean Dersey, a young defenseman that I really like. Um, yeah, I there and obviously Quick was really good last season and Cal Peterson, so they got two solid goalies. Um, yeah, yeah, LA, LA, I think is another team that is on the rise uh, with yeah. prospects. But I mean, yeah, they did they did drop in that rankings, but it's because all their prospects starting to graduate too. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's a good thing. Uh, a lot of the time, it's just now replenishing. But I see yeah. I see their defense too, and I, I'm just thinking, I thought Brent Clark would make the roster this year. But they have a lot of good guys that I yeah. don't think that I don't think that there's a spot for him. Which, which once they get him as well, man, he's I think Brent Clark's great. I, I think he's going to be really good. Um, yeah. I think Vegas gets in this year, despite the goaltending that they have. Laner's going to be out for the year. I I like Logan Thompson. I I do. I I yeah. you know if he gets if he has a better year, um, I don't see why not why not Vegas could get in. They have yeah. the high end talent already, so. I mean, yeah, there's really not much more you gotta say. Stone, if Stone stays healthy, Eichel, they have Eichel, you know, top. And he looks really good. Pop, yeah, too. and he's he's been great. I mean, because he, <laughs> he is great. I mean, when yeah. he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. We we in Buffalo know this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they still have the high end talent: a healthy Stone, um, Riley Smith, William Carlson, Chandler Stevenson, uh, Jonathan Marshall, Shea Theodore. I I love Shea Theodore oh, so yeah. much. Alex Petrangelo. The only real question for Vegas has been their goaltending, and because you know Brassois out as well, and he's their yeah. backup, so they got to go with Logan Thompson as their starter. And I, I like I said, I think he's fine. I think he's going to be good. Um, Aiden Hill, however, is pretty suspect to me, and yeah. you know they didn't <laughs> give up much to get him. But then again, like he's also not, I don't really think he's that good personally. No. <laughs> um, I would like to see them sign Nick Haig, but I mean. They don't really have cap space. They never, you know, they never, they never do. No, that's their problem. Um, but I think Vegas gets in. I have five teams coming out of the Pacific, and and a lot of people see the Pacific as the weakest division, and I think they're a lot better. It's a lot better of a division than people think. I actually think the Central's the weakest division, just because. I agree. Yeah, you've got two. We got two of the worst teams in the league combined with one of the best teams in the league. So that's just right yeah. there. It's that makes that division <laughs> a lot more top heavy. Yeah, and I'm not sure what Winnipeg's going to do either. We didn't really talk about them, but 
Yeah, um, Winnipeg's another question mark to me, depending on the, how the coach kind of whips them into shape. <laughs> coaching, but I will give them this. Brad Lambert looks really good. Yes, yeah, finally. I mean, yeah. he's been a little underwhelming, even World Juniors, and finally starting to show a bit of that. He was a guy who I wanted the Sabres to take at 28 and they ended up taking Kulik there. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can't complain about that. Yeah. Either. Like <laughs> really, <laughs> I would have loved to see them take Brad Lambert, but they didn't take Kulik and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you know, little long on the show on the show we typically only don't go past like 30 something minutes but we're all, we're at the 50 minute mark but so but it's whatever matthew thank you for coming on uh you're you're awesome um you can follow matthew on twitter at matthew zader sc at matthew zader sc um you got the you you know you work for the hockey writers you got you talk about prospects too uh do you have any other projects going on any other thing you'd like to plug no, biggest thing is, uh, you know, Prospect Corners, uh, my uh, main show that I do at the Hockey Writers. So uh, check that out. We do, uh, you know, me, Peter Barracchini, who we've mentioned at the top of the show mm -hmm. there, and uh, Devin Little, who we we three get together every week and talk prospects. So we always go around 50 minutes. So it's no, that's not, not, <laughs> not prospects. So you have to go that. So. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> so Real quick, just to talk about your show, then you just like go over the team prospect. You go over like uh, uh, prospects and juniors. Like, what do you like? What would you focus on when it comes to the prospects? We kind of dabble in everything. We, you know, okay. depends on what type of news. Or right now, we've been doing you know underrated prospects throughout the mm -hmm. divisions, and um, you know, whatever kind of comes to our mind <laughs> to talk about, and mm -hmm. uh, lots of stuff usually happening. Uh, we do a lot of the draft coverage and uh, talk World Juniors when that goes. Uh, you know, preview that, but yeah, we just, we just get together and just um, talk about prospects. So if you love prospects, want to know a bit more about them, um, check out prospect corner uh, every, we usually go around. It seems like it's going to come out every Monday morning uh, hmm. now, but um, yeah. So check that out on YouTube. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Happy to be here. It, it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's going to do it for the Ranting Cast. Uh, I'm Frank R. Curry. Thank you to Matt and Matthew for coming on. We'll see you next week.